welcome to another episode of Kodo Cinema, the podcast show where I talk about movies. I'm your host, Mark Kodo, a.k.a. Kodo Man. Well, anyway, the month of October is over, so so now um, you're, you're all probably wondering what, what movie I'm going to talk about. Hmm. Who said that? What the? Why do I hear someone speaking in, uh, in a trombone noise? What the? Who's calling my name? Who are you? Oh my goodness. Well, that that explains why. Apparently, a ver- another variant of mine is here. This is basically trombone Kodo. But ba- basically, playing away with this trombone, like from Charlie Brown and the Peanuts. The Peanuts movie? Yeah. That's a good idea. I actually seen that movie. I actually seen that movie, the 2015 movie, the most recent uh Peanuts movie. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, I will definitely talk about it. All right, all right, I will talk. I will definitely talk about it. Okay, so I- I'll take it. I'll take it from here. I'll take it from here, Trombo Trombo Kodo man. Alright, bye bye. Well, for what you heard, we are gonna talk about the Peanuts movie. And of and of course I am not gonna talk about this movie alone. I'm going to do another collaboration, although this time around, um well this uh, this guest, um apparently he has made ca- he has made a few cameo appearances, but not a full but not a full on appearance in an episode so to make his debut appearance i am going to i'm going to introduce to my guest mike Cotto. mike welcome welcome to the show hello mark thank you for inviting me to your episode of Cotto cinema and it's very it's been a pleasure you're welcome mike is my uh, identical twin brother for those of you who are listening to to this episode now, but before we talk about the topic, I have made some cameo appearances from from Mark Cotto's previous episodes of Cotto Cinema, which is basically Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the box office results of Top Gun Maverick and Lightyear, the second Ezra Miller update for the Flash film, and of course, Jingle All the Way. That is true. He has made a few cameo appearances, and now this is his first full appearance in an episode so yep yep so anyway we are going to talk about the peanuts movie yeah i heard that's a great film and it's basically the highest rated film of blue sky studios film which holds at 80 87 percent on rotten tomatoes according to critics well, that is that is absolute that is absolutely true. In fact, it is one is one of the few uh, movies from Blue Sky Studios that that is actually good. Like, like aside from Ice Age, like you have uh, you have the Peanuts movie, you have the Peanuts movie from from Blue Sky Studios, including Robots, and of course Epic, and and then a few other ones too. But for the Peanuts movie, it's pretty. Surprising. There's also Rio. What? There's also Rio. Oh yeah, that's the, true. the real Rio. films. That's true. The 2011, the the 2011 and the 2014 film. And speak, speaking of the years, that 
the, the Peanuts movie came out a year after Rio 2. That's true, yep. So anyway, uh, to, uh, so anyway to, uh, to give the background on the movie, the Peanuts, the Peanuts movie, otherwise known as, in some countries as, Snoopy and Charlie Brown, a Peanuts movie, is a 2015 American animated comedy film based on Charles M. Schultz comic strip Peanuts. And, and obviously, as, uh, as Mike mentioned, it was produced by Blue Sky Studios and distributed by 20th Century Fox. Although now it's technically now, now, now because now Disney owns Fox. So technically it is a Disney movie, but it's still a Fox. It's still a 20th Century Fox movie because Disney didn't buy out. Disney didn't, didn't finish the deal until late. So till sometime in 2019. But with that being said, uh, the film stars the voices of Noah Schnapp as Charlie Brown. Including some uh, via archive audio recordings of Bill Melendez as Snoopy and Woodstock. The film sees Charlie Brown trying to improve his odds with the little red haired girl, while Snoopy writes a book where he is a World War I flying ace trying to save his fellow pilot and love interest, Fifi, from the Red Baron and his flying circus. So, technically, you got two plots in one movie. Yes. There's two plots. One that focuses on Charlie Brown trying to improve to improve himself. He's trying to improve his odds with the little red-haired girl. And Snoopy write, write a book where he is a World War I flying ace to save his fellow pilot and love interest. Mm-hmm. That is true. Now, before we break down the movie, let me give a brief background on the, on the, on the, peen, on the Peanuts as a whole. The Peanuts is a syndicated daily and Sunday American comic strip written and illustrated by Charles M. Schultz. The strip's original run extended from 1950 to 2000, continuing in reruns afterward. Peanuts is among the most popular and influential, and influential in the history of comic strips, with 17,897 strips published in all, making it Arguably the longest story ever told by one human being, and at the time, wow, was, what? Wow, yes, that is impressive right there. Now, at the time of Schultz's death in 2000, Peanuts ran in over 2,600 newspapers with a readership of around 355 million in 75 countries, and was translated into 21 languages. And then, of course. And then, of course, um, and of course, the merchandise itself, together with his merchant, and together with his merchandise, earned Schultz more than one billion dollars. That is totally amazing. Yep. And of course, you probably know most of the characters, right? True. And we're calling uh, Snoopy and Woodstock. Yeah. And what about the other characters? You know, the main. Blockhead himself. Yes, Charlie Brown. Yes, exactly. Charlie Brown, who's basically he's basically the main character in the in the Peanuts, but he's also a bit of a blockhead. I mean, of True. course, according to many of Charlie Brown's uh, buddies, including um, including Lucy, because uh, Lucy is basically um, <laughs> yeah, Lucy is definitely the. Um, Lucy, Lucy really pushes Charlie Brown over, over the edge. Lucy Van Pelt. 
who's basically the older sister of of Linus, and and he's basically characterized as as a and I quote fuzz budget crabby bossy and opinionated girl who bullies most other characters in the strip, particularly Linus and Charlie Brown. And I'm pretty sure she did that in a Charlie Brown Christmas. I mean, basically in almost every uh, Charlie Brown um, special you probably see. Yeah, it's like a, like a Charlie Brown Christmas. It's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. That's true. Including a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. She was only in it for the beginning. Oh, only for a brief appearance. I think when, she when it was a brief appearance when uh, I remember that, but yeah, because because he she was holding up a football. You also had other characters as well. Linus is one of them. You also have Peppermint Pat, Peppermint Patty, Sally Brown, Schroeder. Schroeder is the one who plays the the, the piano, and then um, yes, you also, you also have Pigpen, Franklin, mm-hmm. and um, and and that's pretty There's... much what. Well, actually, there's Marcy, Violet, and of course, you also got other characters, which is Beefy, Snoopy, along oh. with Woodstock, and of course, the Mrs. Ulthamar, and the little red-haired girl's mother. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, yes, that is true. Yes. And including Violet as well. Yep, Violet, is that... Exactly. Yep. Those are the characters are in that are all in the film. You also have you also have like uh, the trombone noise, which yes. is basically the adults doing the. <laughs> That's right. No, 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 no! Don't, don't, don't worry, trombone Kodo. I mean. I I didn't call your name. Yeah, I don't know how many variants I have. I don't know how many variants I have, but um. <laughs> but anyway, let's get back on top. Let's get back on topic. So anyway, uh, let's um. Anyway, we should probably dive into the mo- movie. Yes. Uh, also, also one more thing. Uh, this film was directed by Steve Martino. He actually directed the. Uh, Dr. Seuss's Horton Hears a Who, which is another film that was released by Blue Sky Studios and 20th Century Fox. Oh, that's right. And then the the film was also written by uh Craig by Craig Sch- Schultz, who is the um who is the son of Charles. Craig Schultz. M. Yeah, Craig Schultz is the son of Charles M. Schultz. No, Craig Schultz is the son of Charles M. Schultz. You also got Brian Schultz. Uh, Cornelius Alunio, Michael J. Travers, and of course Paul Feige. Yeah, Paul Feige and Michael J. Travers uh, produced the produced the movie. Same with uh, both Craig and Brian and Cornel and Cornelius Oliano. Yes. So, all right, blockheads, let's 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 go into the world of Charlie Brown with the Peanuts movie. Let's do it. So the movie opens up with the 20th Century Fox theme, although this time around it's being played with the piano, and of course that's basically from Schroeder because Schroeder is a piano is a piano player, and I mean I mean it says it I mean it says it all, especially the fact when the 20th Century Fox fanfare is being played at piano from from Schroeder, 
giving the audience the idea of what you're about to, what you're about to see in the movie. Yes. And then of course you also and then of course Blue Sky Studios with the Scrat, the Squirrel. Yes, the Scrat. And speaking of Blue Sky Studios, this is this is basically the second film that you're going to be review the second Blue Sky Studios film that you're going to be recording since Spies in Disguise. Oh, that is true because I also reviewed uh, that's true because Spies in Disguise was my first um Blue Sky Studios film that I talked about. Yes, that's true. So anyway, moving forward, so and so, so the movie takes place in the morning. I mean, I don't know what town, but it doesn't matter. Doesn't really matter. The kid. No, the it doesn't the, matter. The animation itself, like I gotta admit, the animation does look pretty good. It, it's, it looks it's similar of, to uh, Ice Age, Rio, and Doctor Seuss's Fortune Here's the Who. That's definitely true, and it's got that that comic strip vibe to it like as you if you're watching yeah, the yes. as it was you're because you're combining 3d you're combining like 3 3d animation and a comic strip animation together into one movie so that's actually pretty good it is and um so obviously it opens up in the town i don't know what town they're in but i mean what i mean i mean i mean i mean but but that doesn't really matter it doesn't really matter because Everybody and all the kids in the town wake up to find out that um, school has been canceled because of snow. So it's a snow day, and yes, and on top of that, everybody wakes up to their to their alarm clocks. Even Schroeder wakes up to uh, uh, Symphony Number no. Five by Beethoven, and Schroeder's like, "Oh, Beethoven, let me relax for a few more minutes." That's definitely true because uh, Schroeder is a bit is not only a pianist but also a um, a fan of music. And also, oh, yeah. Peppermint Patty, don't forget, Pepper, Peppermint Patty also destroys the clock. She's an athlete. Oh, that's right. Because she's, and, she's, uh, she's an athlete, too. Like, you see you see Peppermint Patty in, like, baseball, like, in, most notably baseball, if I remember correctly. Yes, baseball. And, of course, uh, Lucy was trying to, like, was trying to wake up Linus, and she says, oh, Linus, wake up. Time to get up. Get up! <laughs> and then, of course, everybody, all the kids are outside, but they're waiting for one. They're waiting for one other kid. Who's that kid? Well, that'll be Charlie Brown. As every, as all the kids are saying, "Come on, Charlie come on, Brown! Charlie Brown!" <laughs> and then, of course, we get introduced to Charlie Brown, who's being played by Noah by Noah Schnapp. By the way, for those of you who don't know who Noah Schnapp is. He is the kid who played uh, Will Byers from Stranger Things. Just to yeah, let everybody so, know. That's definitely right. And of course, he was also in in Hubie Halloween with Adam Sandler. That the is, Netflix film. The ne the Netflix film that came out in 2020. That is true. That is absolutely true. So anyway, um basically Charlie Brown is all all dressed up in his like, you know yellow yellow and black striped shirt with you know with the zigzags yes and then uh they're and they're all going over to to the they're all going well going over to the pond which is all which is all covered in ice so basically there's they're going to play a hockey game they're going to start a and, hockey game and also charlie brown brought in a kite along oh yeah that's that's definitely true he wants to he, he's trying to fly a kite in winter and then, of course, uh, during that whole sequence, 
we do get that fresh nostalgic vibe to it because remember and it in the in the Charlie Brown in the Charlie Brown um, Christmas peanuts, it, the it, the peanuts I like to say I like to say Charlie Brown it sounds a lot better like in my yeah. opinion it sounds a lot better because in the Charlie Brown specials like like a Charlie Brown Christmas like we get to see every all the kids ice skating on on, on in that pond we get we see that in this we see that in this movie we get a few callbacks we get a couple of callbacks especially uh especially when all the kids are basically holding hands as they're ice skating along even Snoopy comes into the even Snoopy himself comes into the fold Snoopy the beagle himself <laughs> yes and then um, they're all having a lot of fun on ice and it's a fun time it's a real fun time it's a real fun time we even get to hear the the theme the child, the, the 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 whole theme, the theme, the the theme. Dun 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 I mean, come on! If that's not nostalgic enough, I mean, I don't know what is. That theme still holds up. It still. I'm not gonna lie. It still does. So anyway, while Charlie Brown is trying to fly his kite, he struggles with it, and until the the kite flies him. Because he was all tangled up in the kite, and there are other kites on on the tree inside the trees. That's right, because Charlie Brown crashes into a tree, just like in just like in Charlie Brown Christmas. A tree full of kites. A tree full of kites. So that's basically the the many attempts that Charlie Brown tried to try to fly a kite. Charlie Brown stops in front of Linus, who is being played by Alex Garfin. Like he stops in front of him. I mean, you know, Linus. He always has his blanket. And, yes. and basically, like, Charlie Brown, what are you doing? Like, Linus is already there. Like, say what you will about the other characters, but I feel like Linus was basically there for Charlie Brown. He's always there for him. Yes, what? he Yes, he is. He is always there for Charlie Brown. Yeah, he's always there for Charlie Brown. And then, of course, you get Lucy, who's being played, who's being voiced by uh, Hadley Bell Miller, who, um... Who who was doing who was uh skating for a while, but Charlie Brown bumps into bumps into her bumps into her, and then like after after Charlie Brown crashes into the tree, especially with Linus, she yes. walks on over and says, "Charlie Brown, you blockhead!" And yeah, and you know why you can't fly a kind because you're because you're Charlie Brown. <laughs> yeah, he's Charlie Brown. Exactly. That's the whole point of Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown's just, I mean, as cool of a character he is, he is a bit clumsy too. Like, like it's it's established in the movie that every time he's trying to be like this, um, in my opinion, from my point of view, he's trying to be this like perfectionist, but he fails at it a lot. Yeah, he does. Uh, he's uh, he's trying to prove himself. Yeah, he's trying to prove himself so that not he's not just a blockhead no he's just charlie brown he's just charlie brown i mean yeah he's i mean sure he struggles but he, he's trying to he's trying to do everything that he can every time uh, when he struggles every time when he struggles he always says good grief and the famous Arg! Arg! every time you hear you hear that uh, that ugh part I bust a gut laughing. <laughs> it is funny. 
Yeah, so anyway, going back to the film, even Snoopy joins in on the whole skating, on the skating, exped, on, on the whole ice skating, on the whole ice skating uh, event. He skates out and grabs Linus's blanket, whipping him around in circles, reaching out Linus, grabs Sally, being voiced by Mer- by Mariel Sheets. And, like, she, like, Linus grabs Sally's hand, and, and he sends her spinning into a snowbank, and she's saying, isn't he the cutest? Like, she says that, and then, like, you see all the hearts coming out in the background, coming yeah. in, in the fact that Sally's in love with Linus. And then, of course, um, Snoopy drags Linus around. He grabs Peppermint Patty, grabs Marcy, and many others as they join in, starting a game of Crack the Whip. Frida, Shermie, Schroeder, Lucy, Franklin, and Pigpen zoom across the ice, passing by Woodstock, to which Woodstock is also being voiced by Bill Melendez. You also have other voice actors who played all these other characters. You have you have Venus Schultesis, Rebecca Bloom, William Alexander Wunsch, Noah Johnston, Bar- Marlique Marmar Walker, and AJ Teese. You got these characters. Like, look how many characters there are in this movie. These characters That's a lot. And, and, characters. Many vo- and many voice actors, too. Yeah. And of That's course, a lot Woodstock, of characters. Yeah. And also, Woodstock. Woodstock is driving me a Zamboni. <laughs> he is. And when the whip cracks, the kids are scattered across the pond. Charlie Brown frees himself from the tree and walks to the baseball diamond, still untangling the kite from his legs. And when he's done, the string is the size of a baseball, and he decides to practice his pitching. He builds snowmen for a team and a batter and then pitches a snowball to his surprise, the ball comes right back at him, knocking knocking him out of his clothes. It's going to be a long winter, he groans. Yeah. Of course, another callback to when, uh, I'm pretty sure there was a Charlie Brown special where he plays baseball, and when the ball comes after him, he gets knocked out of his clothes. Snoopy sees it all, and Snoopy's like, <laughs> And then, but but Snoopy backtracks a little bit. But anyway, uh, Charlie Brown and his buddies all see a moving truck pull, pulling up to the to to the house, which is actually across the street from Charlie Brown's. And as everybody runs up to see who who's the kid, um, they all block Charlie Brown's view. He rolls up a snow mound and stands on top of it to see, but he loses his balance and crashes the fence. And everybody, everybody. Season and they and and I and I'm pretty sure that the the new kid saw it and all the kids pointed to Charlie Brown and says he did it and they all run away. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. That's, bas- that's basically the little red hair girl. Yes, it, it is the little red hair girl, which is the new character for the Peanuts. Yes, exactly. And of course, I I find it. I mean, oh man, he. You do feel bad for Charlie Brown. I mean, good grief. Good grief. So anyway, the next day, uh, the snow is gone. I don't know how. I mean, it's probably, I mean, I don't know what season they are in. It's probably probably fall, winter. I mean, I mean, who cares? But anyway, all the kids, the kids go back to school. Snoopy tries to get into school, but he's stopped by Franklin. 
Although another callback to another Charlie Brown episode where Snoopy goes inside the school, but as Joe Cool, you're not elected, Charlie Brown. That's true. You're not elected, Charlie Brown, which is the the name of the episode where um, Snoopy. I mean, that was the part where part of the episode sees Snoopy try to get into school as Joe Cool, but he gets kicked out because yes, uh, he put and his because because Charlie Brown says Charlie Brown says no dogs allowed, but Snoopy. Goes goes on in, puts his paw print on the chalkboard, gets kicked out, and then the binder yes. snaps his Whoa. foot. That's very hilarious. And well, actually, the book comes out first, and then the binder comes in last. Yes, yes. And then obviously we we see that again, although the binder snaps Snoopy's paw, and Lucy throws Snoopy out of the school because, like uh, Franklin says. No dogs allowed. But Lucy said, and, "No dogs." And this is and this line, "No dogs allowed." Uh, this is basically a callback from another film called Snoopy Comes Home. Oh, that's right. Because Snoopy was gonna go back. To, was gonna go to this. Uh, I forgot. It was an apartment. I think yes, an apartment, and of course the the beach. Oh yeah, he he met this. Uh, he met this girl at the beach. Yes, and there was also when uh, Snoopy was about to enter to the to this uh, beach, there was a sign that says "No dogs allowed." Yeah, because Snoopy is a dog. Well, actually, he was supposed to meet up with Peppermint Patty at that beach. Oh, where, yeah. Where, where did that girl came into the fold? Like the other girl who was going yeah. to um take Snoopy into her apartment. For adoption, like I think her name was Clara. I think she was the other character, or or maybe Frida, maybe uh Clara or Frida, because uh, she was the the girl that actually, uh Leah, Leah. Yeah, yeah. I, her name was Leah. It's been a while since I saw Snoopy come home. I mean, it's been a while. Yes, and also the hospital and Snoopy comes home. That's basically there's a sign that says no dogs allowed. Wow, that keeps popping up. <laughs> all right, let's get back to the movie. So, um, everybody's in class. All the students are in class. Um, uh, Linus, everyone sits down. Charlie sees Linus, and Linus is doing a show and tell, showing Charlie Brown this uh, diorama airplane, which is basically a World War One Red Baron. And Charlie Brown is surprised by it. He spins the tiny propeller, causing it to to start up. And take the whole thing flying out, out, out the window. Yeah, that's uh, basically the Red Baron. Yep, the Red Baron. And then, of course, um, a little bit of chaos happened in the classroom. And but I'm pretty course, sure. And I'm pretty sure one of the one of the characters did the ah. Yes, yes. And then you also have the teacher, Miss Othmar, who is basically the trombone player. Blah 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 Yes. And um Miss Othmar tells everyone that the new kid will be joining the class and is basically the little red haired girl who's being played by Francesca Capaldi and the little red haired girl walks in, takes a seat, causing Charlie Brown to be, you know, you, you know 
Yeah. And Charlie Brown has a, got a huge crush on her. Yes, Charlie Brown has a crush on this uh, on on the on the new girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep, he's got a crush. So, and then Miss Othmar announces that the class will be taking a standard a standardized a standardized test. And I like how everybody in the classroom was like, "Oh, not the standardized test." Ah, I like how everybody like they have all their heads facing up, and it, you just see their mouths like they're 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 just they're just annoyed. Even Linus tries to stand up for for everybody in the class, but the but the teacher is like, wah, 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 wah. and Linus is like, okay, okay, we'll take the test, we'll take the test. So, oh, then of course, um, then but then of course, um. Snoopy Impossible crawls through the vent to uh, get into the classroom while using a yo-yo to wrap while using a yo-yo yo-yo to you know slide down from the vent to get into the to get in to get on top of the desk. Yeah, yeah. But then like here's 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 the thing, and then here's and then here's your thing with Snoopy. Uh, opening up the opening, you know, trying to make a binder, basically using the clips, the binder clips, putting in the paper, and then the binder clips snap on Snoopy's paw, and then uh, Snoopy gets kicked out by Lucy, and Lucy says, "No, donks!" And um, <laughs> Snoopy's in this garbage can. He he finds a typewriter and begins to type. Yes, and of course. The Red Baron shows up. The toy Red Baron plane. So this, this gets uh, Snoopy an idea to write a story. Yes. And um, so anyway, back to the school, the, the red-haired girl finishes her test and hands it in. And her pencil falls off her desk and rolls up to Char- Charlie Brown's feet. He picks it up and notices that she chews on it, just like how Charlie Brown, Brown does it with his pencils. Yeah. So then Charlie and Pe- so then um Charlie Brown so Charlie Brown and and of course Peppermint Patty are the last ones who needed to who are the last ones to hand in their tests and the teacher reminds them to put their names on the papers. And to those to those who um have seen this movie like you probably find out right away that there was a mix. There was a mix-up. There was a miss. There, there, there was, there was a mistake. There was a mistake on like who on whose exam it was. But if you look real closely, but if you, but if you go back to that scene where they're where Peppermint Patty and Charlie Brown are handing in their exams, if you look real closely, um, Charlie Brown signs his name. On Peppermint Patty's test, and the reason why I'm saying this is because Peppermint Patty drew a smiley face all over the all over the test. So if you pause at the moment where uh, Charlie Brown was writing on Peppermint Patty's paper, where it has the smiley face, where it has the smiley face, and you see the pencil line, you see the the pencil line, the circle pencil line. That is Peppermint Patty's uh, paper that Charlie yes, Brown that, signed on. That Charlie Brown signed on. It definitely is. Uh, he accidentally wrote his name on Peppermint Patty's 
Patty's test paper with a smiley face while Peppermint Patty wrote on Charlie wrote his wrote her name on Charlie Brown's test, which does which does not have a smiley face. Exactly. Exactly. So if you go back and watch that scene that scene again, you'll realize you'll figure it out that Charlie Brown that that Charlie Brown wrote his name on the wrong test. That is a bit of a mistake right there. That is a mistake right there. And he finds that out later on in the movie. But I just want to point that out. Yeah, and we'll we'll get to that later. So so anyway, moving forward. So anyway, moving forward, um school is done for the the school is done for today. Charlie Brown turns around and he's facing the red haired girl. He says, Hi, I'm Brown. Charlie, I mean Barney Clown. <laughs> Could he yeah. just say, Hi, my name is Charlie Brown? I mean, you know, Charlie Brown's in love. Yeah. Good grief. <laughs> Good grief. So then. And then he, he goes on, I mean, he she even comes on the bus with him. Although Charlie Brown is scared. He is shy because he knows he's in love. How he's supposed to talk to this girl? Like, like he sits in the back of the bus. He sits in the back of the bus. Even the girl comes by, or, comes over to the back of the bus, but Charlie Brown just crawls under the seats. It's like, nope, screw this. I'm going to the front. <laughs> And then, so then, uh, so then after that, so then after that, um, so then after that, we go back to Snoopy, who takes the typewriter back to his doghouse and starts typing a story with, story with, he starts typing a story with Woodstock, the bird. Looking on, he starts writing a few times, and each time he tear, tears out the paper and crumples it up. Then, Linus's plane goes, goes flying by, and Snoopy is inspired by it. And this this goes into was basically the story. Well, or should I say the draft? Saying yes, it was a dark and stormy night. Thunder roared, lightning flashed in the sky high above the French countryside. The World War One flying ace had never been so close to his lifelong enemy, the Red Baron. And mm-hmm. this is where Snoopy puts on goggles and a scarf. And his doghouse becomes a plane chasing after the Baron. That was de- that's definitely right. He's telling the story of of how he of the war, how he was the pilot of the World War during World War One. Yep, imagining that the Baron is on his tail, Snoopy does does a lot of maneuvers, crazy maneuvers, losing his balance and falling off the doghouse and into his water dish. Woodstock laughs partly, but Snoopy climbs back up, not to be deterred. Now, <laughs> uh, in in the in the great for in it's the great it's pumpkin. The great pun- it's it's in the, the great pumpkin. Pre- Charlie Brown. Yeah, in the in the re- in one of the early Charlie Brown specials, it's the great pumpkin. Charlie Brown, uh, Snoopy wears this costume, like he wears the World War One flying ace costume. And and while the kids were out trick or treating, um, Snoopy is basically he he goes he find he search he goes on this mission to hunt down the Red Baron. 
And of course, when he's about to start the the doghouse, the the plane, which is basically his doghouse, he says, "Attack!" He shot it. That's right. The story flies on later. Yes, it does. So Charlie gets so Charlie Brown gets off the bus like a blockhead. He goes to his house and hides behind the doghouse as the red-haired girl walks home, thinking that Charlie Brown is being a spy. Snoopy follows behind her, staying out of sight in his room, and Charlie Brown pulls down the blinds, then opens them to a, opens them a bit to watch her check the mailbox. Well, anyway, Snoopy, who's seeing all of this, realizes that his story should be a love story. Here's chapter one, chapter one. It was the greatest story ever told. The flying ace emerged from the airport wearing his green cap, red scarf, and goggles. But when he saw his plane, he gasped. He couldn't believe this. He couldn't believe his eyes. This was a disaster. Mm-hmm. You know all the woodstocks? The birds? Yeah. Yeah. They were supposed to fix the plane. Yes, uh, all the woodstocks need to fix the plane. And of course, uh... Fifi is voiced by Kristen Chenoweth. Oh, that's right. This is where we get our introduction to Fifi. That was a great uh, choice. That I think that was a good choice. Yeah, for, that was a good choice. And of for, course, um, I mean, they're they're all doing like uh, Bill Melendez, Bill Melendez, and um, Kristen Chenoweth. They're doing like the you know the noises, like the Snoopy noises, like. <laughs> You know the noises, like you know the noises they make, they, they the two make. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, even though it, it is archive audio recordings for um, Snoopy's uh, voice actor. Yeah, Sakuni Woods. Don't forget about Woodstock as well. That's true. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, yep, yep. So anyway, all the Woodstocks trying to like you know get to get together to rebuild the plane. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, Fifi, Fifi moved to the front of her plane and removed one of the panels. She pulled out a wrench and got to work fixing the engine. I'm pretty sure it was her plane. And the Probably. flying ace thought it, it only made her look more beautiful. And she was gorgeous, and she, and she could fix an engine. So it looks like Fifi knows how to fix an engine. Yeah, she does. <laughs> So, and then anyway, the flying ace felt self-conscious. He rubbed most of the grease spots, but not all, from his own fur. Then he ran to the grass and picked some purple flowers. He turned to go back to, to the plane, but Fifi was already taking off. And then the flying ace watched in awe as Fifi flew off toward the horizon right through a heart-shaped cloud. And I could definitely tell that he is in love. But when would he ever see her again? Back to Charlie Brown, he brings the red-haired girl a housewarming gift, and Snoopy hands him a flower. He walks up to the door, turn, but turns away without ringing the bell. Gun gun. <laughs> ah! And when Charlie Brown was trying to like ring the doorbell, he was he was about to. Uh, he was like, oh, forget it. But Snoopy rang the doorbell and hears it. Charlie Brown was screaming, screaming, running for his life, hiding. And the little girl, red-haired girl, shows up and she says, 
Hello? Yep, she shrugs and shuts the door. Charlie walks to Lucy's house, where she has a cardboard stand with the sign reading, Psych Psychiatric Advice for Five Cents. Obviously, call back to when, you know, because Lucy is this also, Lucy's a psychiatric person who tries to help, pe who tries to help um, people. Yeah. But knowing the fact that Lucy is a bossy pants. So, mm -hmm. Charlie asks her, Charlie asks, Charlie talks to Lucy and asks, how can he impress the red haired girl? And she tells him that girls are impressed by a boy who is a winner. And the fact that Charlie Brown is not a winner. No, he's not. He's just a he's just a he's just a blockhead. He's Charlie Brown. And Charlie Brown and all he Char, Charlie Brown and sometimes he and, and of course he always makes like like mistakes. <laughs> and of course he always makes mistakes like trying to fly a kite during in the snow, but unfortunately it it almost worked at first, but uh, he actually hid in the tree with all the other kites. Yep. Yep. So anyway, Lucy, um, Lucy gives Charlie Brown some advice to you know, read a book called Ten Ways to Become Ten Ways to Become a Winner, and um, and then taps her, then taps her cup, then taps her cup, her coin jar or cup. You know, for the nickels, the yes, uh, and I was originally gonna bring that up. He puts a he he actually puts a nickel in the can for Lucy, and Lucy got the can up, and she heard the the noise, uh, you know, like ah, oh, nickels, nickels, nickels. What's a beautiful sound? So the next day, Charlie Brown is reading the book. Congratulations, you're on your way to becoming a winner. Step one: forget everything everything you know about yourself. Step two. Project project confidence. Charlie tries to strike confidence pose with Snoopy copying him. Don't slouch. Charlie straightens his back. Maintain eye contact at all. Maintain eye contact at all times. Charlie looks into the mirror and sees Snoopy, and they have a staring contest, which Snoopy wins. Charlie hears a crash downstairs downstairs, and finds Sally practicing with the lasso for the school talent contest or talent show. Charlie decides that winning the contest will impress the red-haired girl. So he and, and Snoopy put together a magic act. Yeah, and he's and for Charlie Brown, he is just trying to improve himself. Yeah, he's trying to prove he's... himself that uh, he, in order to impress the girl, he needs to prove himself to show compassion. That's right. And um, and then uh, and then um, Schroeder and then of course uh, Schroeder starts off the contest by playing uh, Beethoven on the piano. Backstage, Charlie sees Lucy, who gets licked by Snoopy. Like remember, like remember when uh, Sno Snoopy licks Lucy? Yes, that that line. Yeah, I I will. Before that, he actually says, "I gotta I gotta slug you." And then Snoopy licked Lucy. Yeah, because Snoopy uh, kissed Lucy. But <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, but anyway, um, but anyway, but anyway, on stage, Peppermint Patty is karate chopping some boards, and is, and after that act, it's Sally's turn to perform, and the audience laughs at her rodeo act, 
she freezes up and Charlie comes out in a cow costume and tells her to rope him. You know, rodeos? Yeah. Rodeos where you get this you get this rodeo act where you gotta tie up this uh cow or bull. Yes, and uh she is Sally was riding on a fake horse. Which was uh Snoopy. Yes, uh well, actually, before she ride on Snoopy, she was riding on this the fake horse, or the horse looked like a, a broom or a mop. Yes, and uh, all the children were like, uh, were like, were like, uh, they were like, uh, boring. And I believe one of the, the children was like, uh, saying, hey, that ain't no horse. And uh, I believe Sally was embarrassed. Sally was Sad. embarrassed, but, but thankfully, Charlie Brown was, Charlie Brown came to the rescue. So he made a change of plans and was able to help out with Sally's performance. Yes, from a, from a magician to a cow. Yep. Everybody everybody seems to seems to enjoy it. The next day, Charlie's picture is on the front of the school newspaper. And also, Sally was riding on Snoopy, pretending Snoopy was a horse. Yep. And like, you can hear the uh the music playing in the background, which is basically the theme from The Lone Ranger. Ah, that's right. Because, and I'm gonna be honest, that's that theme song has been play has been referenced a lot, not just in films but in television shows. That's the same could true. be said to the, the same could be said to the theatrical film The Lone Ranger with yep. Army Hammer and Johnny Depp. Yep, that's true. But anyway, I'm moving forward. Um. The next day, Charlie's picture is on the front of the school newspaper. When he and when he walks into the school into the school cafeteria, everyone says, <laughs> That's right. Charlie Brown actually said it. He said it when he was a cow, pretending to be a cow. You know, like, Ooh. Yep. Back at home, Charlie remembers a line from the book, number six: "Tell yourself, I am worthy. I can do this." I have what it takes. Just then, he gets a phone call from Peppermint Patty. She tells him that she volunteered him to make cupcakes for the winter dance. And from his window, he sees the red-haired girl dancing in her room and decides to learn how to dance himself, spending days practicing with Snoopy. Snoopy and Charlie Brown were both practicing on dancing. And then, uh, of course, um, and of course, uh, the dance event, the the, the the dance, the night of the dance comes in, and Charlie Brown was walking in with some cupcakes, although Snoopy ate all the cupcakes. Yeah, he definitely did. He ate all the cupcakes. Yeah. The, and they're in this side, they're inside the gym. The boys are on one side of the gym, and the girls are on the other side. And you get Sally drags Linus in the middle and dances with them. Well, before that, uh, don't forget, they actually did the dance sequence from... A Charlie Brown Christmas. That's right. That's right. The famous dance sequence from Charlie Brown Christmas. Can't forget that. No, you can't forget that. Because uh, that, they actually showed it. Because they get up and dance. Yep. And as I already mentioned, Snoopy ate uh, ate the cupcakes that yeah, Charlie so, Brown made. So, good grief. Oh, That's good. what Charlie Brown says. When he saw the, the plate, plate was empty. The plate was empty. The cupcakes were gone. He, because Snoopy ate all the cupcakes. Yeah, that's true. So then, um, so then uh, Peppermint Patty and Marcy 
brought in a ball punch to which uh, Charlie Brown spilled after getting stuck in, inside the school gym's door. So thankfully, he was able to set himself free because Charlie Brown wanted to do this dance competition to impress the girl. But unfortunately, he slips on the puddle of punch and... Yes, and uh, and, they, and Pepper Pepper Patty was like, Whoa! And then, uh, and then there, was a, there was a shower going on. Charlie Brown set off the sprinklers. Everybody was freaking out. Even Pigpen got a shower for once. Yes. And that girl was like, do I know you? Because uh, Pigpen got cleaned. Yes, because Pigpen is is dirty. Well, technically he's no longer dirty. He is clean, fresh. But he gets dirty eventually. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, so anyway, um, so anyway, the dance is over, and Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown walks home with Snoopy. He like Charlie's sad, and then Snoopy starts typing. The flying yes. ace took to the the flying ace took to the air. Flying ace took to the air in search of his long lost in search of his long lost love, Fifi. He flew across the sky, keeping his eyes peeled for her white plane. Finally, he spotted her. Fifi, Fifi was flying towards uh, towards him. Her eyes widened when she saw him. The flying ace steered his plane next to Fifi's. She looked over at him and smiled. He did a loop in the sky to impress her. When he finished, Fifi steered her plane into a double loop. Then she took off in front of the flying ace, and he followed her. The two planes looped and dipped and dipped in the sky. Then they both dropped down and flew across a green valley below. Fifi held up a camera and started snapping photos of the flying ace in his plane. He hammed it up, striking poses for her, which is why he didn't see the old barn up ahead. Whoosh! The flying ace zipped through the barn and came out, out the other side, covered in hay. He flashed an embarrassed smile at Fifi, and she smiled back. Fifi steered up and grabbed a piece of cloud with her hand. Then she blew on it and, fo- and it formed the shape of a heart. It floated across the sky toward the flying ace. He responded by rolling his plane above the valley. When the plane was up upright again, the flying ace held flowers in his hand. He flew up next to Fifi and, and extended them toward her. And then boom, the flowers exploded startled Fifi and the flying ace looked behind them. It turns out it was the Red Baron circling around. Oh boy. What? Oh boy, here comes the Red Baron. Uh, the Red the Red Baron flew across into flew off the Red Baron flew off into the, into the distance, but the flying ace gave chase. And the Red Baron set his sights on Fifi's plane. He steered on right on top of Fifi's plane. Then he dipped down and punctured her wing with his wheel. Fifi's damaged plane suddenly suddenly rolled over. Taken by surprise, Fifi fell out of the cockpit. The flying ace dove down with a shriek, determined to save her. Just before, just before he reached her, Fifi pulled the string on her parachute. She shot up in the air as the chute flew open. The flying ace banked hard 
flying straight up to try to reach Fifi. As she slowly began to float back toward the ground, the Red Baron zoomed toward her. Both pilots raced toward Fifi. At the last second, the Red Baron's wings snagged the string of the parachute. Then he flew off with Fifi dangling from his wing. The flying ace flew as fast as he could toward the Red Baron. The villain himself headed toward a large mountain. A long bridge with train tracks led into a dark tunnel. Inside the mountain, a train was chugging across the bridge, headed, headed for the tunnel. Zoom, the Red Baron zipped inside the tunnel just before the train, and the flying ace followed him. And then, and then what we get next is, is Fifi's pink scarf. It flew out of the tunnel, covering the face of the flying ace. And he ripped it off, but he was too late. The craggy face of the mountain was quickly approaching. And curse you, Red Baron. Uh, yeah, but curse you, Red Baron. And this is where it comes in. Uh, well, we're going to get to that. We'll, we'll also get to that later. Yep. So Woodstock tears the paper out of the typewriter, seeing the scared look on Snoopy's face. Snoopy takes another look at the last line he wrote. He thought he had lost her forever. And the next day, the red-haired girl's desk is empty. Linus tells Charlie that she went to take care of her grandma. The teacher announces that she is assigning a team book report, and the partners will be drawn for a bag. Lucy keeps picking names until she ends up with Schroeder. Charlie walks up and picks the red hair. And also, and also uh, the teacher also asks, should do a another book report and then they all like oh no another book report <laughs> yeah so because of, they actually showed their faces again mm -hmm. so in the in the cafeteria charlie brown panics and tells linus that he can't handle being her partner he decides to do the report himself while she's gone everyone leaves the cafeteria to look at the look at the test scores that are just being posted Charlie Charlie sees that he was that he was the only one to get a perfect score. And um, over the PA, Franklin announces that there will be a, an assembly to honor Charlie Brown. Mm -hmm. Yep. And in art class, Charlie is supposed to be making a sculpture out of hangers, but it just becomes a big mess. Even Franklin yeah. comp even Franklin compliments on his contemporary piece. And after school, the kids play hockey. And Charlie shoots the puck. It flies off the pond and bounces off a tree, coming back into the pond and landing in the net. Hey, at least his clothes didn't come off. That's definitely true. Just like what he did with the baseball. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, his teammates cheer for him, except for Lucy, who knows something is wrong. Yep, she knew there was something wrong. Yep. The next morning, Sally gives the other kids a tour of Charlie's house. At the bus stop, a group of kids is waiting for him. Snoopy and Woodstock escort him onto the bus, wearing Secret Service uniforms. And at school, a lot of kids are wearing his style of shirt. You know, his shirt, his yellow and black t-shirt. Well, except for Lucy. Yep. Well, because she still knew there's something wrong. And Pigpen reminds Charlie Brown that the book report is due on Monday. Just a few days away, Charlie just decides to ask Marcy for help. Marcy is at the pond trying to get Peppermint Patty to decide on a book, 
but she just wants to shoot hockey pucks. Yeah, hockey pucks. And frustrated, Marcy leaves for the library. Charlie shows up looking for her, and Peppermint Patty says that Marcy recommended the book. Leo Tolstoy. Yeah. Which is basically War and Peace. War and Peace. That's the name of the title. Charlie goes to the library and finds Marcy there. She points out War and Peace, and Charlie is amazed at how long it is. Charlie That's a big out. book. Oh, trust me. War and Peace is a huge, huge book. <laughs> a giant book. Yep. And Charlie checks out the book and puts it into a sled, dragging it home. He spends the whole weekend reading it, finishing as the sun sets on Sunday. As he writes the report, the pen he's using breaks, covering everything with ink. He picks up the red-haired girl's pencil and starts again. Well, actually, before well, actually, before doing before finishing up the report, his ink was all over his hands, and he actually tried to wipe it with his shirt. And then came the the swavy lines. Oh yeah, it's like his yellow shirt. He's wearing a red shirt, and he was like, "Rats!" Ah, oh, rats! And then uh, he was, and then uh, he was, and he saw the the pink pencil and. And he was because of the little red hair girl's pencil. And Charlie Brown was like, I can't let her down. I gotta finish I gotta finish this report. So I'm not giving it up this time. He was able to finish the report. Like he was able to finish the report. He goes to school and at the school there is an assembly. Charlie sees the red haired girl in the audience. Lucy walks up to him and tells him she may have been wrong about him all along. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. No, well, you're telling that to Charlie Brown, but <laughs> okay. I see, I see that, I see it. But don't worry, it'll come to her. But don't worry, but don't worry. I mean, <laughs> but, uh, there's, it's about to be, well, well, unfortunately, it's about to be that time, folks. Yes, exactly. It's, it's that time. It's that time. Franklin calls Charlie Brown up to the stage, and Marcy reads a proclamation that it is Charlie Brown Day. Then she pins a gold medal to his shirt and hands him his test paper. He realizes that his he realizes that he put his name at the top of Peppermint Patty's test. He decides to be honest and gives back the medal, and he it walks was out alone. It was mixed up. Yes, he, exactly. He learns that test papers were accidentally mixed up. And that yes. Peppermint Patty was actually the one who got the perfect score. But the thing was, like, like, yeah, it was it was definitely mixed up. Like, it was Peppermint Patty, not Charlie Brown. No. So, and then Lucy was like, aha, I knew it. What's actually funny about that moment when Lucy was like, aha, I knew it. She was wearing Charlie Brown's merch. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <man>. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. She's been exposed. She's been exposed. Ladies and gentlemen, Lucy Van Pelt has been exposed in that movie. Like, <laughs> and because she's wearing Charlie Brown's merch, supporting Charlie Brown. 
Who's Lucy Van Pelt's embarrassed right now? Because she's <laughs> yes. wearing Charlie Brown's merch. Oh. And after all this time throughout the, throughout the movie, she she was only wearing that blue dress. Yet yeah. she exposed herself by wearing Charlie Brown's merch. And then this next line comes from Sally, like where she says, "Can a brother and sister get a divorce?" Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Sally. Why? <laughs> oh, what was that? Oh, oh, oh. But you know, Charlie Brown walks out of out of the out of the assembly hall, and Lions is out there is out there too. Even the red hair girl walks up, and Lions tells her that Charlie did the report for both of them. She smiles at Charlie Brown. Who who leans on the seesaw to steady himself, but unfortunately, because Charlie Brown, being the blockhead that he is, he puts the report on the seesaw. It, it sends flying up in the air, and it gets shredded, and it gets shredded. Charlie Brown literally screwed up again, and but, this uh, causing him to admit to the little red haired girl that he has caused them both to fail the assignments, which is basically sad. It's a sad moment too because Charlie Brown wrote the report and now uh, it's 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 shredded, it's gone, destroyed, destroyed. Good grief! And, and then, I believe of Charlie course, Brown. This is where and... this is where the next and then this is where the next chapter comes in. Yes, chapter four. Curse you! Curse Red you, Baron. Red Baron! Yep, cur curse you, Red Baron. So this um so Woodstock and his mechanics cranked a siren. The Red Baron had been spotted in the skies. The flying ace jumped into his plane and took off into the air. He chased the Red Baron all the way from the countryside to the city of Paris. He never lost sight of the Red Plane. And he followed it past the Eiffel Tower and, and the cathedral at Notre Dame. The Red Baron looped around and flew back to the Eiffel Tower. He pulled up at the last second. Flying vertically up the side of the tower, the flying ace flew right beneath him. A drip of oil spilled from Red Baron's uh, plane, splashing the flying ace in the face. He shook his head, sending the droplets, the droplets flying. The Red Baron, like the Red Baron, they keep they're they're flying all around the the city of Paris, including the Eiffel Tower. This whole sequence is is going because is still going because Snoopy's trying to rescue Fifi. From the red He's Baron. on a mission and to then, save the love of his life. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you know what's, what happens next. Yes. What happens next was Snoopy's playing, Snoopy's doghouse crashes. Yeah. Because the Red Baron got him. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, Snoopy does his final salute. It's been an honor. And then, of course, it crashes. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he's very angry. So yeah, this is where the line comes in. Mm -hmm. First, you Red Baron. So then, of course, you have Snoopy traveling through different locations to get, you know, inspiration for his story. Obviously, another callback to a, to It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, where Snoopy is, like, you know, roaming around during the night. You you get the inspiration of like the aftermath of the crash. Yeah. Snoopy does go to different places. Like 
he he goes through. Uh, he, he I believe he he sneaks into Schroeder's house. He even climbs through Chris's lights uh, right in front of Peppermint Patty's space at her house. Yes, uh, don't forget the bathroom. Don't forget the bathroom and bathtub. Whose house was that? I forgot. Uh, I, yeah, I forgot who it was. You also got the Christmas Time is Here song. Uh, that's true. Snoopy was also trying to sing. Was also trying to sing. Uh, but in the spring, like, Char- but here's the thing. Charlie Brown is upset. He has failed. Yeah, he does fail, and felt bad for him. Yeah, you do. You, you trying you, to improve himself to falling down, yeah. downhill. Here's an inspiration for a chapter. Chapter seven: Never give up. And before that, uh, he actually helped that little kid on how to of how to fly a kite. Yeah, he never gave up. No, he never gives up. Yeah, he never gave up. Same with the World War One flying eighth. That is Snoopy. Yeah, basically Snoopy. Mm-hmm. This because was because Snoopy rep- repaired his plane and flew back to flew back to find Fifi and stop the Red Baron and the Flying along Circus with his, along with his mechanics. Along, don't forget the Flying Circus. That's true, because uh, they are preparing for war. Yep, they're getting ready for war. They're preparing. They're getting ready to war. They're ready to go. Yep, everybody's going to war. We're reached. We were reached this boiling, boiling point where um, where Fifi took apart the wings of the Red Baron. Even and you also hear you also hear the the musical score, the musical score from Christoph Beck. Yep, that's true. That's basically the icing on the cake, and the musical in the background kind of reminds me of Alan Silvestri. It does have that Alan Silvestri vibe to it. Yes, most notably from from like the Avengers. Mm-hmm. I mean, look if you listen to like in, in the first Avengers film during the fighting sequence, it was like during the fighting sequence when mm-hmm. Thor was fighting Loki. Mm-hmm. This gives everyone hyped. Mm-hmm. The same can everybody, be said. Everybody's fighting in that in that seat in that aerial sequence. Like even the all the Woodstock mechanics were were fighting too. Yes, and I believe one of the Woodstocks threw in the uh, uh the the crowbar or something, uh, or the the lever, the lever, and the lever to the the Red Baron, and all the Woodstocks were very angry at that one bird. Yeah. But then, uh, at the very, but then they crash into this pastry shop. Yes. But they survived. <laughs> they survived. Yes, they so were good. But, but still, the animation just... looks good. It got me the the real vibes. Going back to the, uh, the going back to the fight, uh, Woodstock was able to to defend to defend the Red Baron by using a screwdriver. Like he attacked he was... the Red Baron. Yes, he he attacked the Red Baron, like you know, like chopping the wings out. Yes, chopping off the wings, and then you could hear the the drilling sound. The, the... Yes, right. That's right. The engine is losing power because obviously the wings. You need those wings. Yes, the drilling sound for the wings by making punk punking on the holes. Mm-hmm. And then um. But then, of course, uh, Fifi, I believe Fifi falls off the plane, too. Yes, she does. Uh, and I feel like Snoopy was about ready to finish off. 
the Red Baron. But he has a cho- but he, he has a choice. Stop the Red Baron or rescue Fifi. Uh, he made a choice. Yeah. He rescued Fifi. Yeah. Because he knew it would be the last chance to save the love of his life. Yes, and he saved her. Like mm-hmm. Fifi fell right into right right into Snoopy's arms. And or should I say the flying ace? And the flying ace gazed into her eyes and then looked behind him to see the Red Baron's plane disappear, a cloud of black smoke trailing behind it. The Red Baron's defeated. Yes. The flying ace and Fifi came in to land, setting down among the squad, and the pilot and all the pilots cheered for their hero. The battle was over for now. And as our hero observed, he was destined to face the Red Baron another day. So technically the Red yeah. Baron was defeated, but he lives on. Yeah, he still lives on. And don't forget, Lucy read the read the script. She was mm-hmm. reading it all all along. And I believe her reaction to it was a dog that, that can fly? So what? Yeah. And then uh, she was walking away and then Snoopy threw in the, the typewriter to, to Lucy's head. Then, boink! <laughs> Lucy comes back with a growling, mad look on her face. She was like, and then, and then Lucy was like, I got dog germs! <laughs> Snoopy Woodstock laugh. Yeah. So then, um, so then anyway, um, so then anyway, Charlie and Sally are walking to school on the last day. There's a carnival going on by the pond. Lyons tells everyone that there will be a pen pal project over the summer. He picks out names and people will call out if they want to be that person's pen pal. Linus calls out Charlie's name and there's silence in the room. I will. Charlie looks up and sees the red-haired girl. When the school ends, everyone runs to the carnival. Charlie wonders why the red-haired girl picked him. Linus tells him to go ask her. He goes to his room, grabs her pencil, and then walks over to her house and rings the doorbell. Finally, he's got the courage. He didn't give up. No, he didn't. But unfortunately, he realizes that the red-haired girl was going to summer camp. Yes, and And then... He was talking to uh, what appears to be the mom, I believe? The mom. The little red-haired girl's mom. Let's not forget, she is the same... The character is Troy Trombone Shorty Andrews. Yes. Not only he played the... Not only he did the trombone sound for for the teacher but also the little red-haired girl's mother yep yes and so yeah charlie brown introduced he actually said his name well technically uh he's he actually says charles uh, oh i mean charlie brown ma'am or chuck chuck <laughs> oh yeah chuck because uh because peppermint patty says uh, charlie brown's name chuck mm-hmm. chuck so yeah, and he was asking, he was asking about 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 the little red haired girl, wondering what's go, what where she's going. Yeah, because she was going to summer camp. Yes. So Charlie Brown was on the run to to stop her, and then well before that, Charlie Brown says, "Oh, and by the way, it's a pleasure to meet you, ma'am." So uh, he's on the run for the little red hair red hair girl. Well, in the carnival, he was running running straight to the carnival. All the children were playing were playing games, including 
including the part where they're throwing throwing the bar the ball to those cans. You know those knock down the cans. Yeah, the ball. And Sally was trying to knock, trying to throw the ball to those cans. It actually went through the middle. Sally was like, Sally got angry. She was trying to do the second, trying to do a second, trying to do it again the second time. But Charlie Brown shows up. Sally hits Charlie through the ball right into Charlie Brown's arm. Yeah, it hurts. <laughs> which, it really hurts so much. Which got me a huge laugh. Because you hear the the sound effects, and then ding. there was. And then there was like children spraying water on Charlie Brown's mouth, uh, spraying the water to the clowns. Mm-hmm. And then Sally was like, "Ugh!" Because yep. she she lost again. Yep, Sally. Yep. And then uh, Charlie Brown keeps on running, tries to get on this train, but the, but it's a, a but the train is slow, so he keeps on running. He uses the kites from the tree. The kite oh, comes let's back. not forget. Let's not, let's not forget. Charlie Brown did it again one more time. The UG sound. UG! And then he continues on running. Yep. And and of course, the kite. The kite. He gets Which... the kite, and the kite the kite was flying again. He he now he's he's flying the kite. Everybody's everybody sees it. Everybody, including Lucy, they all follow Charlie Brown to the bus. Yes, they were like, girl is they were like, it. Well, actually, they were like, Charlie Brown is flying a kite. Charlie yeah. Brown is flying a kite. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it landed toward, and it landed toward the little red-haired girl when she was about to get on the bus. Yep. And then finally, Charlie Brown talks to talks to the girl, gives her the pencil back. She says, "Thank you. I've been looking everywhere for this. I will write to you, pen pal." Aww. That's what she says before. Yep. That's what she says before the door closes. Mm-hmm. And then. And then. She rides to... off, and then the bus leaves for summer camp. As the bus pulls away, she waves goodbye from the window. Well, before she before the bus leaves, uh, she was talking to Charlie Brown and tell tell and tell him that I like the compassion that you showed to your sister. That's true. Yeah. And then. The kids congratulate Charlie. Lucy walks up to him and says, This time you really gone and done it. You blockhead. You've shown a whole new side to yourself. Good old Charlie Brown. Yes, and also going back to the little red-haired girl just for a second, she explains that she admires Charlie Brown's selflessness and determination, calling him an honest kind, caring, and compassionate person. And that's what she said it to Charlie Brown of how he, he is. And and then yes, everyone congratulates him and praises Charlie Brown as a true friend and carry him home. They were all very happy. It was a heartfelt ending. It sure was. It was a heartfelt ending. Like it was a heartfelt it was it was a very good ending. I liked it. Yeah, so then come and then Came the comic, the comic strip, where everyone and, was uh, walking home. You get the comic strip, and then you get uh, Charles M. Schultz's signature, his his, the last name of his uh, signature. Yes. And, and then th- that's it. I know. Well, actually, before that, um, we get a mid credit scene where um, where we get a mid credit scene where um, 
uh, Snoopy and and the Snoopy Fifi and the gang are uh, all celebrate are all celebrating. For well, that's the second. That's the second one. Yeah, that's the second one. Well, before that, there was a there was the first one where where Lucy and Charlie Brown were both in the park. Lucy was holding the football. Oh yes, the classic football routine where Charlie Brown fails to kick the football. And she also says, and this also leads to this. Lucy promised Charlie promises Charlie Brown that this time she will not pull the football away from him, though she does this anyway. And then she also said this. And gullible. I forgot to mention gullible. And then there's another one, another mid-credit scene where Snoopy, as the flying ace, celebrates his victory with his friends. And uh, Marcy brought in the root beers to all, to everyone. And everybody and, was cheering. <laughs> and then, and then the Red Baron, the Red Baron returns. The Red Baron survived and flies past them, causing Snoop, Snoopy to shout out. Curse you, Red Baron! Yep. Mm. And then, in a post-credit scene, Linus's plane is shown flying up in the sky until it breaks down and falls into a pond. Yes. And that's it. That's basically the Peanuts movie. And for the most part, it's it's still a good movie. I mean, the movie the movie made over the movie made two hundred forty six point two million dollars. On a budget of ninety nine million. Yes, and I gotta say, it was a great film, and I believe this film still holds up. It still does. But almost this is this this movie is almost ten years old. Yes, that film came out eight years. So for the most part, the Penis movie it's a nostalgic movie. The, the you get the reference, the references, the and the faithfulness to the source material. Yes, and. Of course, and the voice- the voice acting is very. The voice acting is good. I believe Noel Schnapp did a fantastic job for providing the voice of Charlie Brown. The voice acting was very good. Animation was good. The story itself is very good too. But other than that, not much else to say. I say this is a good movie. Yes, but also the criticism was aimed for its lack of ambition. I mean, to be fair, though, I mean, maybe maybe a little more. Maybe there could have been a little more, but I, I feel like I still like it. Yes, I I actually liked it too, along with the original score. The original score was amazing. That's true. Yeah. There's also a song uh, which is was written by Megan Trainer. Better when I'm dancing. That's the name of the song. It was played during the credits. Yep. Yep. But but anyway, I really enjoyed this film. And I gotta say, the director Steve Martin Martino did a fantastic job directing this film, and this film made two hundred forty-six million dollars at the box office. And of course, it received nominations for the Annie Award for Best Animated Feature Film, the Critics' Choice Movie Award for Best Animated Feature Film, and was the first Blue Sky Studios film to be nominated for a Golden Globe Award for Best Animated Feature Film, but lost to Inside Out. It wasn't even nominated for an Oscar. No, it was not nominated. You know, it would have been nice if it was nominated for an Academy Award. It would have been nice, but other than that, I say that's pretty pretty much it for this movie. Yes, I gotta say, Mark, thank you so much for inviting me to your episode. But my first day, but my first review with you was spectacular. 
Yep. And thank you so much for inviting me on board, including the cameos from your previous episodes. That's true. Yep. You're welcome. But anyway, that is a wrap on this episode. So, what do you all think of this movie? What did you think of the Peanuts movie? Did you like the movie? Did you thought the movie was okay? I'd like to hear your thoughts. But anyway, that's it. Thank you so much, Mark. And by the way, for those of you who are listening, thank you all for tuning in. Alright, thank you all for tuning in to Kodo Cinema. I'm your host, Mark Kodo, a.k.a. Kodo Man. And this is Michael Kodo. Remember to watch movies and stay positive. <laughs>